We believe that dream symbols are merely the expression of our own suppressed fears and desires, and we feel safe in disregarding them. But if this be true, how do we explain a dream such as the dream experienced by the Reverend Charles Morgan? It was the Reverend Morgan's custom each Sunday afternoon to post conspicuously in the Rosedale Church of Winnipeg, Canada, the hymns which were to be sung at the evening service. But on this particular Sunday afternoon in the spring of 1912, the church organist came to him to register a complaint. But always the same ones, Reverend. Can't the congregation ever sing a new hymn? Nothing the matter with the old ones, is there, Martha? Uh, no, sir. Nothing's the matter with them. Only it'd be kind of nice to try a different one for a change. But I feel no need to experiment with a new hymn as long as these serve the purpose so well. But that, of course, was before the Reverend Morgan had had his dream. The dream came when he had lain down, as he usually did, for a short nap between dinner and the evening service. The moment he closed his eyes, he was asleep. And almost immediately, he saw himself walking down the aisle of his church between rows of empty pews. And on one pew lay a book, a hymnal, and its pages were opened. He bent down to read what was written there. And he could hear his own voice forming the words, Him number 42. And then suddenly, he was driving a car along an open country road, and in front of him loomed an enormous signboard, bearing three words in huge black letters. Him number 42. When the Reverend Morgan awoke, he went immediately to his desk, and picking up his hymnal, opened it to the 42nd hymn. It was an unfamiliar one. It had never been sung in his church before. An hour later, he stood in the pulpit, looking down in his congregation. And until that instant, he had fully intended to ignore the dream. But now, suddenly, the compulsion became too strong for him, and with something akin to amazement, he heard himself saying, I have been asked to introduce new hymns from time to time into our evening service. I think it is a wise suggestion. The congregation will sing hymn number 42, which begins, Here, Father... While we pray to thee for those in peril on the sea. As the organist began playing the introductory chords to the new hymn, neither she, nor the Reverend Morgan, nor the men and women of the Rosedale Church suspected that at that very moment, out on the endless expanses of the gray, churning Atlantic Ocean, a wireless operator sat in his cabin pounding out a frantic message. Yes, it was 2.20 a.m. of the 15th of April, 1912, that the White Star liner Titanic, the largest ship afloat, went to the bottom of the Atlantic with a loss of 1,500 lives. And 2.20 a.m. April 15th was 7.20 p.m. April 14th in Winnipeg, Canada, the city where the congregation of the Rosedale Church was singing a hymn for sailors in distress, singing it only because their minister had had a strange and insistent dream. A dream incredible but true. 